Welcome everyone to WRPX, your wrestling revolution podcast. I'm your host, Antonio Garza, and it is a cloudy, wet morning. It is 71 to 87 degrees right now, a wind force of 1 or 2 miles per hour, and a relative humidity of 38%. We had a lot of rain last night, so it feels quite nice, as I'm about to talk about the return of stardom. After two weeks that they had to take a, a hiatus because of COVID uh, necessities and precautions, Stardom is back with this five-star Grand Prix. We had two shows, one of them particularly newsworthy, and we will talk about it. And also, we have an all-out 2021 preview. It's taking place this weekend. It's finally here, and we are going to talk about it. So, let's not beat around the bush. Let's get to it, as we always do. Let's start with Stardom, the five-star Grand Prix 2021, day seven, August 28th. This took place in the Nagoya International Conference Hall, obviously in Nagoya, Japan. This was a seven-match card, uh, two matches of which were non tournament matches the rest were tournament matches uh the show opened with tam nakano defeating lady c and then utami hayashita defeating mai sakurai the newest uh, member of the cosmic angels i mentioned both of these matches together because it is kind of interesting to see how each champion you have the white champion the belt and the red champion uh defeating arguably maybe like two of the newer uh, roster members in the promotion. Mai Sakurai is considerably more experienced than Lady C. But uh, it was interesting to see how each woman treated their separate matches. They're pretty much the same idea. But I do have to say, I, I enjoyed Tam Nakano versus Lady C way more. I think Tam Nakano was way more giving to Lady C. I thought they also had a... I guess we can say more fun in uh, interaction between each other. Whereas Utami Hayashishita and Mai Sakurai was more serious. It was more about dominance. Um, in a way, we we knew that neither Nakano and Hayashita were going to lose. But in a way, Lady C had a couple of spots where she looked stronger than Sakurai looked against Hayashishita. I guess it's, it all comes down to just the personality of both women. But I don't know. I, I found like these two matches back to back, like really interesting to to pay attention to. The matches were okay, like nothing bad. Uh, good, good openers, really. But then we go into the actual tournament. So the first match of the tournament was Natsupoi defeating Fuki and Death. This went really short, but it was it was perfect for what it needed to be. I've been really enjoying the Fuki and Death matches in the tournament because they're mostly really really short and she plays her her role perfectly she's there to either put someone over or to be a spoiler as she will be next uh the next show uh she also is there like she's there to 
to sell and to be taken advantage of to a certain point, I guess. But at the same time, she also has the ability to go in like spurs of high speed wrestling. And so in those cases, when she needs to get offense, they're really usually like pretty good sequences. And at the end of the day, like she's just incredibly annoying as an antagonist. Um, she going to a little tie was probably like one of the best things that has happened to her in a long time. And I've been really, really enjoying her little like kind of like heel antics because uh, they're not like super heelish. She's just like mocking her her opponents. I wouldn't necessarily say that's a heel thing. But um, yeah, so I've been enjoying these matches. And I mean, four matches, you can't really complain. And Atsupoi got the win. She looked pretty strong. Um, so yeah, that was fun. Next up, we had Konami versus Ruaka. And this one I thought was pretty bad. Uh, there's, there's matches where Ruaka shows a certain... I don't know what it is, but she has like... She puts like more speed into her moves uh like that type of effort and this particular match i just felt like it was a, a really slow ruaka match and not in the sense that she's working on her opponent uh it's just just she just just like slow konami didn't really put that much effort uh she kind of had like if, if this felt like a night off for konami this also went about five minutes so again not even a lot of time to do stuff they some of that time, those five minutes, they 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 were wrestling outside, just kind of like throwing each other around. Nothing really special. Nothing really. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't really noteworthy. I, this was, I thought, in my opinion, the match, the worst match of the night. Uh, so yeah, and not much to talk about it. Then we had Starlight Kid defeat Mina Shirakawa, and this I found far more enjoyable. Uh, Starlight Kid right now is just on a fucking roll. She is her her new heel persona also is just like a perfect uh transition in her character and she's really really uh I don't know, she fell into that position and she's really have has like taken over it and taken advantage and everything. And Mina Shirakawa is someone who has just slowly been improving. Um She's been kind of like in previous shows, we've talked about how Shirakawa has like this. Sometimes she goes like kind of like strong style. And in the last couple of matches, she has been showing a little bit more of a high speed approach to her wrestling. So there's a lot of like, I don't know, like just flirting with that line between going high speed and then I don't know, we're just going all into striking and hard, like strong style and so I, I think she's developing i think she's i think she is kind of like trying to find her position in where she's going to be in the promotion i think she would be perfect as a high speed wrestler um she has the size she has she has the speed she may like she may not be as fast as a starlight kid or a natsu boy but shirakawa can go um so it, it's, I don't know, it's interesting. And, and totally, if she were to implement like more striking into a high speed match, that would be pretty interesting, pretty awesome. But uh, yeah, this match, I, I enjoyed it. This went about 10 minutes. 
um, Starlight Kid, like Chiraka would look good, but Starlight Kid just looked like, boom, like a superstar. Next up, we had Micah versus Unagi Sayaka, and this was my match of the night, my favorite match of the night. Um, this went for the time limit draw, and I found that interesting because I, like, there are many people who are not high on Sayaka. I understand she comes from Tokyo Joshi. She's a cosmic angel. She's not necessarily an ass kicker like Micah or Hayashishita. Um, I don't know what else I can tell you. Like she's been portrayed as an underdog since her debut, which I mean, it is her gimmick, an underdog. I don't know why people would expect something different. But let me tell you, like in this tournament and a couple of like matches, uh, for also like for instance in the future of Starlin tournament, she's looked pretty good, and I think her getting the first time limit draw of the tournament says that the company sees Sayaka as someone that can, like they have the confidence that she can go the twenty minutes, that she can go all the way, and that she can keep or maintain a certain level of. Of quality in the match and granted she is in there with Micah but it takes two to tango as they always say and I think Sayaka just looked really good um, this match had a gratuitous blood uh, when when Sayaka she just hit a, a, a like a big boot but I don't know exactly how she caught Micah I think it, it probably was like shoe versus mouth versus teeth and then Micah was busted open under the lip it was it looked really gruesome but it happened at a time where it like in a match that was already kind of like going at a good pace and it had reached the point where you like you still didn't think they were gonna go the 20 minutes but it was reaching a point where you're like okay I think it's time to take it home guys but then that happens and then they go into the like the sit down striking exchange. And at that point, it was just like a super reinvigorated match uh, because now you have like a more I don't know, like it's just like a more intense Micah because like she's, you see her face like half of it's full of blood and her eyes are like, come on, bring it. And Sajaka Sajaka brings it. And I think that really helped the match. Um, so I, I, I don't know if you could qualify this as the match of the night because I think Iwatani versus Himeka may take it for a lot of people. I think a lot of people will go with uh, Shirakawa versus Starlight Kid. I just personally like Micah Sayaka a lot. Um, and also Micah, she is so freaking awesome. She's a, a total badass, a total ass kicker. This tournament has done wonders for Micah like Micah through 2021 has had like she's always been portrayed like super strong super serious but I don't know she's had like a, a couple of things here and there where like the Momo Watanabe story you know like it was like okay where's this going uh she lost to to Hayashishita like when she challenged for the title so she's had like things here and there but this tournament I think more than anyone else, she has looked so incredibly focused and like just ready to kick ass. And I, 
I still think Siuri is going to win the whole thing, but I wouldn't be surprised if Micah is a a runner-up. Or yeah, I don't think I wouldn't be surprised if Micah is a runner-up. I still think it's Siuri, but the 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 winner. But yes, this was really really good. <clears throat> and finally, the main event, which was as I mentioned, Mayu Watani versus Himeka. This is Himeka's. This is her first match in the tournament. This is her return from injury. Uh, and she she looked pretty good, pretty fantastic. Uh, the match itself was mostly a Maju Watani match. But I do have to say they worked it in a way that Himeka looked like a strong, like, uh, I, I mean, I don't want to say giant because she's still five, I think, five, eight or five, ten. But uh, she looked like a big powerhouse against Iwatani. Iwatani looked just like, you know, the ace with the experience and the the speed. And so they they managed to work it out perfectly so that neither woman looked weak. And at the end, Iwatani won with a reversal. Um, it was a, a jackknife pin, which is good because it doesn't like completely destroy Himeka in her first match back. And, and it's understandable, like, if she were to lose a couple of matches going in because... Uh, she is coming back from injury, so it's it's an it's an okay story to tell that maybe she came back early or that. I mean, you couldn't really say that she came back early because she is starting the tournament almost a month after the tournament started. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. You can still say that there's there's still things that she needs to to work on. Uh, so that's was this was night seven of the the Grand Prix. It was an okay show, not the strongest, to be honest, when it comes to the Grand Prix shows. They've been all pretty strong, but this one, I was, I think it was probably one of the weakest one, if not the weakest one. Um, but then we go into the next night, and this night was definitely, definitely newsworthy. Uh, a lot of things happen. <clears throat> There's only two tournament matches, but there are two championship matches and three singles matches. It's also a seven card match. It opened with Asumi and Hanan in the opener getting nine minutes. So you can imagine how good this was. Hanan kept up with Asumi and she looked fantastic. Asumi is just amazing. So there's no doubt. Um, <clears throat> this was just a, a really, really good match. Uh, I don't, know. I don't know what else to say. It was nine minutes of Asumi being awesome and Hanan just keeping up with her. Then we have Momo Watanabe defeating Mai Sakurai. This felt kind of like a gatekeeping match for Sakurai. Uh, and different from the Sayaka match and the Chahaya Shishita match, this felt more like Momo Watanabe being dominant over Sakurai and showing her this is how we do things. So that was pretty good. Uh, in that sense. Uh, but, I mean, it was an okay match at the end of the day. Uh, I think Sakurai... Sakurai looks good. I think uh, her moves, her movement looks good too. I think she needs to develop a little bit more experience, some intensity. And I think she needs to develop a couple of like signature moves that she can start chasing. Because... A lot of her wrestling just kind of comes down to really basic moves. And so it feels like you're watching 
like a rookie, like pretty much a rookie, you know, doing their basics. Uh, so I think just Sakurai needs to to eventually like develop those little things, and so she can, I don't know, start looking more established as a roster member. We had the first match of the Grand Prix this show. This was Fukigen Death getting the win over Himeka. And like I said, Fukigen Death is there to be a spoiler, uh, to even numbers out when needed. And I think Himeka is also going to be that position. Um, maybe, I mean, they're both in the same group, so not necessarily. But in this case, Fukigen Death, she's already, I think she was already 0-3 coming in. So... Her getting a win here is okay. Uh, Himeka still has like a whole tournament to go, so she can get her wins later on. And we know Himeka is not gonna win, so it's okay to take a loss against Fuki and Death. Um, the match itself was a lot of like, I guess we can say comedy of the tallest person versus the shortest person. It was okay. Um, like the match itself, it's it's not a match that you're gonna watch for work rate. It was an okay match. Next up, we had a Future of Stardom title match. Uh, I honestly did not see any build-up to this. I don't know if I missed a backstage promo or something. But Unagi Sayaka defeated Rina in just under 10 minutes, 9.55 to be exact. And this was also really good. This one saw uh, Sayaka be... Well, okay, okay, so here's the thing. Like, Stardom has been pretty good so far at keeping the story of injured uh wrestlers <laughs> i guess it's the best way to say it sayaka has been like her arm is all taped up micah's neck is all taped up tam nakano's arm are all is all taped up there's a couple of injuries that some of them are shoot injuries some of them i think they're just like precautionary but like what we saw in the previous night was sayaka go 20 minutes versus micah and micah worked her arm in this case sayaka came in her arm is injured serena went after the arm and so it made like it it made perfect sense that rena had so much offense on sayaka in this match because sayaka was coming off a 20 minute match with Micah and it just made perfect sense and we're going to see it later too with Micah's match uh, they're coming off of a 20 minute time limit draw and so you have to imagine that they're slightly more damaged than their opponent who are coming in uh, arguably fresh or the freshest as you can be and so I did like that Rina got so much offense in this match against Sayaka because it made sense. And then at the end, Sayaka still won. She overcame the odds and won. She's now on her second defense uh, in a matter of like a week. Well, I guess like, I guess three weeks since there was a hiatus, but you know, you know what I mean? And so, yeah. Uh, and Rina looked fantastic. I, I really enjoy Rina. I actually like Rina slightly more than Hina, <laughs> but, um, I really enjoyed this match. Obviously, there were some oil tie and shenanigans and all that stuff, but good overall. Next up, we had Mayu Watani defeating Lady C under 10 minutes. 
honestly, this one felt like Iwatani just beat the shit out of Lady C and both in a kayfabe wave and an accidentally shoot way. Uh, the the ending of the match was Iwatani doing the moonsault on Lady C and she landed knee first right at the junction of your leg and your pelvis, your coccyx, right at the junction. That looked like it hurt like a motherfucker. You could tell that Lady C was hurting. Like after the pin, Lady C just kind of like crumpled and rolled into a little ball. And you, uh, Asumi, I think, was kind of like doing seconds for her or just taking care of her. Uh, and you could see that right after the match, uh, the like uh, Lady C just wanted to get Iwatani off her, and she crumpled into a ball. Asumi came in like, "Dude, are you okay?" And she was like, yeah, yeah, I think so. She rolled out and you could tell at that point, Iwatani noticed that Lady C was hurting because she went after her and was like, hey, like, sorry, pat on the head, but I have to celebrate. Uh, and a lot, of the, a lot of the match was like that. Uh, the, the interesting thing here, I guess, is that Lady C got a match uh, third from the top. And it was because the point was to get Mayu Iwatani in a top match. Because after the match, who would make her return to stardom? Not official yet, I guess, but freaking Hasuki. Oh my god, I I cried. I love, love Hasuki. She was one of my favorites even before she joined Oedotai. Like, I've always liked Hasuki's energy. Like, she's so fucking good. She's so... I don't know, like she's just so freaking talented. And she came, she got in the ring, she's dressed as a civilian. So there's no like there's there's still like really no indication that she's coming back to wrestle. Uh at this point, you could argue that she was just in town and she wanted to say hello. But she did say that um uh, since she left that she's noted that Stardom has uh, changed a lot and she made some comments about competition stuff like that <clears throat> and so I don't know we may be seeing Hasuki return to the promotion and we'll see how that goes I I, I mean nothing is confirmed but you kind of have to to dream you know you have to hope and we do know that there is a really, really big show coming in for Stardom. They announced that the the they are going to be running their biggest show, I think, in history. I think so, because well, I don't know actually if it's history, because they're they're running Osaka Joe Hall, which is a huge, huge place. Joshi Wrestling has been run in Osaka Joe Hall in a long long time um so on the 10th of september stardom 10th anniversary grand final grand final final grand final osaka dream cinderella the osaka mecca stardom and yeah this is osaka joe hall so it's a big big venue i actually don't know i think it's bigger than budokan i think so I would need to check the, the numbers. But nonetheless, it's a huge show for stardom. So don't be surprised if we get Mayu versus Hasuki there in Hasuki's return. 
And if Hasuki returns, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna pretend that I'm not thinking about Kagetsu. We saw her in Hanakimura's show. She looked fantastic. She, she had the match of the night. I mean, she had one of the best matches that we've seen all year with 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 Asuka. And I don't know, could Kagetsu be coming back too? I mean, Stardom right now is making a lot of moves. And it's looking to grow. This year has been like the best year of stardom's like history. So I don't know. We could be seeing things changing a little bit more. But anyway, um, that's what happened after the Iwatani match. I I think uh, let's let's we can always speculate, but let's not celebrate until things are confirmed. Next up, we had the second Grand Prix match of the night, and this was finally debuting in the tournament, Takumi Iroha from Marvelous, defeating Maika in under 14 minutes. The match was really good, but I guess it was really good, but I think I'll leave it at that. Uh, I, I think I've seen better Iroha matches. And I think part of it was that in this match, she kind of like, like she came into the match and she had to pretty much portray like a super strong uh, side of her to kind of like establish that she's going to be a threat in the tournament. And again, going back to Sayaka versus Rina, it just made perfect sense that she would beat the shit out of Micah because Micah just went through... Okay, so see it this way. Micah in the tournament at this point is 3-1-2. and two. She's had six matches. She is, she, I don't think she has taken a single day off since the tournament started. And so... Do you have someone who has had six matches down in the line in the tournament and she just finished a, I mean, she had just had like a 20 minute time limit draw the previous night and she's going against someone who is oh, 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 like Iroha is completely fresh. And so it just made perfect sense that she would be like that Iroha would beat the shit out of Micah. Micah obviously had a bunch of offense that like at one point, I mean, she, they obviously had near falls and all that stuff. But it just made perfect sense that Iroha looked so, so strong against Micah. Uh, and I I didn't think... It was not the match of the night. Obviously, the main event will be the match of the night, and we'll talk about it. But it was a strong showing for Iroha. I think uh, I am interested to see what she will do with other people. Um, obviously, Iroha is in the same group as Hayashishita, as Kamitani, as Asumi, as Yuri. Uh, Tam Nakano, so as Konami, even Konami. So I, I'm looking forward to every match she's going to be having. Um, I think this was just an introduction and they needed to pretty much establish her as a threat, um, especially for those people who don't follow Marvelous and, don't, and are not necessarily familiar with Takumi Iroha. I mean, she's done Stardom before, but she's not she's never been like a back-to-back -back show person so if you maybe have not seen her or something similar like this was a good opportunity to see her and get the idea that she is a threat in the tournament uh 
And finally, the main events of the night, <clears throat> the high-speed championship match. Starlight Kid defeated Natsupoi to win the championship. This went about uh, 17, 18 minutes. And it was, as the name says it, a high-speed wrestling match. Uh, kind of like the story of the match was that they're both so similar to each other. And so they did a lot of spots where they kind of like... They're kind of like in the same level in a way. Like they did the the count out tease and they both made it in at 19. They did a, a, a knockout tease and they both got up at nine. They did a lot, of, a, a lot of spots like that. A lot of back and forth, high speed countering, a lot of back and forth pin attempts, all that stuff that they usually do at high speed matches. And at the end, after the match went on, Starlight Kid just got it, just started to get more powerful. And she eventually hit the Black Tiger driver. And that was like, that was, I was, that seemed to be like the finish because she had defeated, uh, she has been getting wins with it. She defeated Fugigan Death. Uh, she defeated in the previous night, she won her match against Shirakawa also with the Black Tiger driver. And so in this one, she hits the Black Tiger driver, boom, kick out at 299. Everyone goes crazy. And then Starlight Kid just finished Natsupoi with a German bridge. Really good match. Really, really good match. Uh, easily the match of the night. Easily the match of the weekend for Stardom between the two shows. Uh, and that's saying a lot because, I mean, you had Sayaka and Maika going 20 minutes. You had Iwatani and Himeka. Those were pretty good matches. Obviously, Maika Iroha was pretty good. But yeah, Starlight Kid, Natsupoi. I'm I'm not super crazy about seeing non-tournament title matches during a round robin tournament. Um, I think it just comes off as weird, but it's still a fantastic match. <laughs> Non-kayfabe. It's still a fantastic match. Uh, so definitely go out of your way to watch it. And that was the Stardom 5-Star Grand Prix Day 8. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it, but this took place on the Bell Cell Shieldome in Tokyo, Japan. So they're back in, in Tokyo. And yeah, uh, we have, I think, I don't know if, if they've finalized the calendar or if there's not going to be any changes coming up for the calendar for the rest but I do think we should have a couple of more shows this weekend. <clears throat> and yes, yeah, so that's Stardom. That is Japan. Uh, the only thing I, I think I wanted to mention about Japan, because um, I didn't get to talk about it last week as much, but if you had a chance yet to watch some New Japan Pro Wrestling in the last, I guess, week, or so, um, then maybe you've managed to see the new kids, the new young lions. Oh, you heard that. <laughs> the new young lions that they debuted um, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh my God, those kids, I don't know, I don't know their ages, but oh my God, those kids are fucking fucking amazing like i don't remember like i'm we're okay so let's just think generations 
like uh, Suji Wemura was a generation, and I guess Gabriel Kid. Uh, the previous generation was Renarita Shota Umino. The previous one was Oka uh, Kitamiya and Kawato. The previous one was Cho and Joe. The previous, like, okay, so we're going like previous and previous and previous and previous. I don't think I've seen such a great debuting um, group of young lions. Maybe since, I don't know, maybe since Taguchi's or Goto's generation. I don't know. It's been so long. But Kosei Fujita, Ryohei Oiwa. Yes, that's Ryohei Oiwa. And Kosei Fujita, the new Young Lions. There is there is another uh, Young Lion still trying to, to recover and getting just ready to get in the ring too. Uh, but Kosei Fujita and Oiwa are so freaking incredible. Just considering that they've had like only a couple of proper matches on a show. They've been doing the whole time limit draw run. And oh my god, one like they both look like top level wrestlers. Like you can see them in ten years, and they're going to be the ace versus the heel of the company because they have the look, they have the face. Like they're, I don't know what it's, I don't know what it is exactly. Like obviously they have the whole, they're they're. Faces, I mean their faces, their heads are shaved, they're they I mean they're wearing the black trunks, all the whole shebang. But like right now, Fujita just looks like a huge heel and Oiwa looks like a huge baby face. If you don't wanna watch road to shows of New Japan because whatever reason Go watch the openers. Go watch these two kids. They are amazing. <laughs> That's it. Uh, they're just amazing. Uh, so I really wanted to to plug that in because those those kids are something worth watching right now when it comes to New Japan. Like, and they haven't even get, gotten started. They 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 don't even have hair yet. It's it's going to be good. If those kids, if those kids have the duty to do the the g1 climax openers that's gonna be so good so so good but anyway that that's it for japan uh now we go all the way to the united states because we have a big show happening on a sunday september the 5th it is aw's all out um if we, we haven't really talked much about AW, we don't really talk about much AW, I mean, altogether, other than their big shows. But yeah, CM Punk, uh, that Chicago-made kid, came back to wrestling. He has joined AW. He's going to be wrestling in this show. There are rumors of an American Dragon debuting on this show. There are rumors of a... Adam Cole, Bebe being a free agent. There are rumors of, there are just many, many rumors going around. And so, I don't know, this, this show has a lot of expectation to it. I think they managed to build up a really, really strong card. 
they took their time to build that card because it's really just starting to take form since last week. But I think we have something special. The opener, well, before the opener, we have the, the usual buy-in pre-show. Um, this is usually the free hour that they show on YouTube prior to the show. This is going to only have, I think the only match that's announced for this, I don't know if they're going to have another one, but it's the Casino Battle Royal as usual for double or nothing and all out. They do the Casino Battle Royals. In this case, it's the women's turn. And the winner receives a shot at an AEW's Women World Championship. I would imagine that would... I guess that to, could take place at uh, Full Gear, which is, would be the next pay-per-view. I don't have the full list of competitors in front of me, but I can tell you that the whole... I mean, the, the usual names are there. You have uh, Thunder Rosa, The Bunny, Nyla, ja Nyla Jax. Uh... <laughs> Nyla Rose. I'm so sorry for Nyla Jax. Nyla Rose, uh, Red Velvet, Ty Conti, Penelope Ford. I think Big Swole is officially coming back from injury. I think we have um, Kira Hogan, I think, has been announced. I think they've announced... Uh, I don't know. There's just a, a couple of more names like that. It's, it's usually the full... I think Emi Sakura and Hikaru Shida are also there. So it's it's the whole shebang. What I think it's important to see see here is that if you have been following on Twitter, there is this person called Ruby Soho, formerly known as Haiti Lovelace. I don't remember. Oh, Ruby Riot in WWE. I can't remember the name. Uh, but she's been teasing that she is that she has a a destination unknown. And she is heading somewhere. Her her and other people, because this also includes Murphy. Uh, it includes, I think, Kalisto or Samurai del Sol. There's a couple of names whose 90-day compete clauses ended yesterday, August 31st. And so we may be seeing a couple of people appear in this show. And so Ruby Soho is, I think, I think a lot of people are expecting Ruby Soho to be the wild card of this Casino Battle Royal. And I think it would be okay. Uh, I'm excited to see what she can do outside of the WWE bubble. And now that she has grown so much since her Chikara uh, time. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see her. I would expect that. This is one where either Tonda Rosa wins it or Ruby Soho wins it. I think it's between those two. Uh, so, but we'll see. Then into the show. We have, I think we only have, no, we actually have a full card. I think we have nine matches confirmed. I'm not going to try to follow any sort of order i'm just gonna like as they come up in my head and the first one that comes up in my head is the final fight mjf versus chris jericho jericho has uh threatened us that if he loses he will become a full-time commentator which is the worst thing that could happen so for the first time in many many years 
I am really, really invested in Jericho winning so he doesn't have to be a full-time commentary team member. Uh, I think the match is going to be okay. Uh, I mean, NJF usually delivers. He's pretty solid. He's not exactly like amazing or anything, but he's pretty solid in the ring. And I think they're going to have a, an interesting match. I don't know if it's going to come down into like Pinnacle versus inner circle shenanigans but given that there are big speculation i mean big stipulations here we may see a lot of stuff happening i think jericho should win this match i don't think he should retire of of aw uh, in-ring competition again i don't i do not want to see him in commentary but i wouldn't be surprised if this match somehow writes off Jericho for a while because he will go I, I don't know if he's gonna go into tour soon uh but if he does then it's okay to write him off and just like let him win but then MJF can just write him off for a while that's okay next up we had Paul White versus QT Marshall this is going to be a squash I don't think there's much else to think this is probably i'm guessing this is going to be more of an angle where white beats the shit out of uh qt marshall and and the factory and then ogogo makes his return and knocks the shit out of big show because ogogo is a tall guy and he is a, a legit boxer so he could knock out big show and i would be okay with that <clears throat> we have Pac versus Andrade El Idolo. I'm expecting Andrade will win. It just makes more sense. I wouldn't be surprised if we see, I don't know, like maybe a debut come in and uh, help Andrade win. Uh, maybe Nature Boy could be that debut. But um, the, the thing here, I think it's going to be how good can Andrade be against Pac? Andrade hasn't been that incredibly impressive against my uh Seidel or omega and so Pac is a guy who can make anyone look like a million bucks and, and we'll see how easy andrade is to work with in that sense um uh, i'm 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 looking forward to this match just completely based on work rate i want to see what andrade can do when actually given the time and the spot and the stage to go all out and and put your work puts in you know so we'll see how it goes we have john moxley versus atoshi kojima i i feel like this is just a step into john moxley chasing tanahashi i still think tanahashi versus moxley is happening at wrestle kingdom people are like oh when well, it's not happening the aw aw man aw I think Tanahashi versus Moxley is a Wrestle Kingdom match. And so I think we are going to see Moxley versus Kojima here. We may see Moxley versus other New Japan guys down the line, but I think that this is just a step in that process. So Moxley should probably win. Uh, I love Kojima. I, I think they're going to have a pretty good match. I think Kojima's going to like, I mean, he's the guy that different from Andrade. He puts his work boots on. And so I think this match should be good. Um, but yeah, I think it's just like an easy win for Moxley. 
We have the steel cage match for the AW Tag Team Championships. Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks. I would imagine the Young Bucks are going to win. I do not foresee the, the Lucha Brothers winning the match and the titles here. Especially because they seem to be heading into a, a feud with Andrade and that team. And I mean, because of that, I'm actually surprised that the Lucha Bros got the win. I, I would imagine that it would have been Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus because inside a steel cage match, it just works best for them to get the shot, not the Lucha Bros. But we'll see. And hey, maybe maybe Lucha Bros win the time, the championships and they I mean, them wrestling everyone. It's it would be fantastic. I mean, no complaints there, but we'll see. Um, I mean. If anything else, this match is going to be fucking crazy because these four guys together are magic. We've seen them for years now. They are magic. The TNT Championship match. Eddie Kingston challenges Miro for the championship. This one may be one of the trickiest ones to call because I... So, it's taking place in Chicago. I, I think... Uh, I think Miro is going to retain because L CJ Perry, uh, formerly known as Lana, will debut. Her 90 class is also coming to an end. And so I think she will debut and help Miro win. But I think they're going to do it in a way that builds up to a rematch in New York. And I think that's where Kingston sh should totally win the championship. Uh, just Kingston winning the championship in New York would be crazy amount of like love and energy. So I think that's what I'm going for. Miro retains here thanks to, to CJ Perry. But then Kingston captures the title in just a couple of weeks. Next up, we had the AW Women's Championship match. Chris Satlander versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. I would imagine Brick Baker retains. I think I think Statlander is just another step in Britt Baker's path until she eventually comes clashing against Tonda Rosa again. Um I would I don't know like if Hey Lovelace, I mean Hey Lovelace, uh, Ruby Soho will be another step in that path too, but I do think it's all building to Baker versus Thunder Rosa, maybe at full gear. Uh, but I think I think that's that's the, the idea to build up to Thunder Rosa finally winning the title from Britt Baker. And we're taking our time. There's no need to rush it. Um, if you want to complain because Thunder Rosa was number one in the rankings and she never got the title shot. I mean, what can I tell you? Shit happens. She was number one and she never asked for the title shot. And so it's okay. People people got in front of the line. It's okay. It's okay. You're you're gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be okay. Next up, we have CM Punk versus Darby Allen. Uh obviously this match is all about just seeing CM Punk and, and see how he is doing how he's working what is the, the attire going to look like uh can he still go i'm pr i'm pretty sure that darby allen is going to be motivated to do crazy shit on him and look good but i think at the end it's going to be a cm punk win uh i think the interesting thing here is like 
CM Punk versus, I mean, not versus Sting, but like there there's, has to be an interaction between Punk and Sting. Um, there's obviously the Daniel Garcia and 2.0 factor that they've been, I mean, Daniel Garcia is in a feud with Darby Allen more than Darby Allen is in a feud with CM Punk. So there, there, there is that factor that maybe it'll end up being like a, a match where Darby Allen and Punk, where Punk wins, but then Garcia and 2.0 come in. <coughs> Sorry. And it ends up being Punk and Allen taking out all three guys as a team. And then we will get Punk, versus, Punk and Allen as a team uh, versus 2.0, you know, the whole thing. And finally, the main event of the night, the AEW World Championship match, Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship. Uh, I think this match is going to be good. I think they're going to play a lot with the match for the, the Impact title. I think there are going to be a lot of references to that match in order to sell you near falls. But I don't think anyone ha expects Cage to win this match. And I think that hurts it a little bit more. Um, I still think they're going to be able to give us a really entertaining match. I think it's going to be fun. I think uh, work rate rise is going to be a really good worked match. But I don't think a lot of people are expecting Christian Cage to win. The one thing that this match will have is that everyone will be expecting something to happen after Omega wins. I think we can't really leave this pay-per-view and not have an idea of who is going after Kenny Omega, be it Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, CM Punk, uh, Daniel Garcia, or Malachi Black, who's not even in the pay-per-view, surprisingly. Um... I think we need to know who is going after Kenny Omega because this is as far as Christian Cage should go. He has the Impact title. Just leave it at that. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think that's going to be the big sell of this match to see the post-match of the match. And that is it for this show. Uh, it seems like a really packed all out. Like I mentioned, they they it took them a while, but they managed to, to build a really, really strong card at the end. Uh, I mean, the, the weakest match, obviously, is Paul White versus Gucci Marshall, but that's going to be more of an angle. And beyond that, everything else looks pretty strong. Uh, everything has something going on for it. Even, like, Moxie Kojima and Pac Andrade, we're interested to see, like, the work rate, really. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a fun show that I'm not going to be able to go to. Well, I'm, it's not that I, I'm not going to be able I don't want to travel in the U.S. during a pandemic. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but that is it for recaps this week, reviews and and results. It is time to go to the impact forecast. Impact Wrestling for September 2 of 2021. We have a couple of matches announced. Uh, for BTI, we have John Skyler versus Jake something. And then on the main show, we have the influence.
to Neil Dashwood, Madison Rain, and Caleb Whittaker taking on Taylor Wilde, Jordan Grace, and Rachel Ellering. They've all had a long-lasting rivalry with Neil, so there's 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 sense in that match. We have Rohi Raju and Mahabali Shira taking on Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green. I'm guessing that's going to be more of an angle than a match. We're going to have Decay versus Falaba in no way. We're going to have Austin, Ace Austin and Tommy Dreamer wrestling for the world title match that Ace Austin won and that he will be cashing in at Big Tree Road. Well, I guess not cashing in. I mean, that's the shot for uh, so that, that title shot is on the line and also Josh Alexander issued an open challenge for any X Division champion or former X Division champion to come and get a shot at the X Division title. Um, I don't know that one. I'm curious to see who it is. I mean, since it's the exhibition, it really could be someone already in the roster like Chris Saban or I don't know if Eric Young is ready to come back. I mean, there's many, many people. But they may also get someone that's already gone from the company and is coming back. So that's uh, that could be interesting. But that is Impact this week. Uh, it seems like a packed show already. So it should be good. And that is it for this week of WRPX. Um, quickly, before I leave, I want to uh, thank everyone too that followed through the Future 50 uh, Pro Wrestlers age 25 and under list that we did with just pro wrestling news uh we just released number one spot utami hayashita yesterday and i thought the list was a pretty success i think we are going to be following up with a podcast and a couple of more lists um we want to do an honorable mentions list and we want to do a kind of like a 20 and under list like five person list just because there are a lot of people who are really really just starting but they don't they didn't have the experience to make it into the actual list that we did and honorable burn mentions is because there's a lot of people that within the time that we finish writing the list and because of voting and all that, that stuff some really big names ended up missing the the cut and so we want to make an honorable mention list and like i said i think a, a podcast just to talk about it so be on the lookout for those things um where well you can uh at twitter at dw revolution um that's where you can find me on twitter but also you can go and find this podcast on spotify itunes and wrpxpodcast.com you can go to dwrestlingrevolution.com to find the written versions of all the shows that we talk about in this and every other show that we've done and and for impacts um you can go to figure four w online where i do the live coverage and results every thursday night so without further ado thank you for listening i'll see you next week adios well that's about it son of a gun we've enjoyed it looking forward to next week i guess we'll have to wait a week before we get to it but we'll be right back again for Corey macklin dave brown lance russell saying bye-bye everybody